Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. I hope you had a good day yesterday. I survived that storm last night as I was coming back from our new home. I was looking up toward the Lansing area and wow, the sky was just uh, lit up with uh, lightning and actually it was really, really beautiful. And um, But uh, take your Bibles this morning and let's get right into our devotions here. Uh, go to a very uh, important passage of Scripture. And that's in Romans chapter 6. When it comes to living a victorious Christian life, uh, many have said there's no greater chapter uh, that has to do with living victoriously than Romans chapter 6. Hmm. And so we're going to look at verse 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. And uh, I have a question to ask you. Does surrender mean defeat? Hmm. Or does it mean victory? Now, if you were talking about warfare and being engaged in battle against the enemy, if you surrender, you've been defeated. But is that true in the Christian life? Hmm. Actually, I believe it's just the opposite, Ben. That when we surrender, that's when we really enter into the victory that Christ has provided for us. So let's see what this passage of Scripture tells us, uh, verse 12. Uh, let not sin therefore reign. Don't let sin have mastery over you. That's what it means to reign in your mortal bodies that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield or surrender yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. So surrender is victory for the Christian. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom you yield or surrender yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but now you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, you became servants of righteousness. If uh, you've attended a Bible-believing church for any period of time where the preacher preaches from God's word, you have heard the word surrender many times in your preacher's message. It's a word that I use quite frequently uh, when I'm preaching. And so that's what we're really going to focus in on this morning is does surrender mean defeat or does it mean victory? So Ben, why don't you pray and ask the Lord's blessing on our time. Dear Lord, just thank you for this day. I pray that you will just uh, speak to our hearts this morning, show some truths from your word. And uh, just thank you that we can gather together here online. And uh, just bless this service in Jesus' name. Amen. 
All right, in this passage of Scripture, we find the word yield, 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 and yield. What does yielding mean? It means submitting without objection or resistance. Willing to carry out the wishes of another. Obedient. Surrendering one's will. To yield to the power or control of another upon their request or upon their demand. So again, in a military sense, when you surrender... Uh, you have been defeated. But in the Christian realm, our surrender really <laughs> leads to our victory. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what does it mean to really surrender to the Lord? It means that uh, you're uh, yielding to his will, to his desire, to his purpose in your life, and that there is nothing, at least at the present, that is hindering your walk and your relationship with the Lord. Mm. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 33 says this, Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live, and that it may be well with you. Surrender. To walk in His ways. But notice that we have that little word all there, to walk in all of his ways. So we're talking about coming to the place of full surrender hmm. of every area and aspect of your life. Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Micah 6.8, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what the Lord doth require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Colossians 2, verse 6, As ye as therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Galatians 5, 16, This I say, walk in the Spirit, and ye will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Think about this. To, the, the, the word walk here means that you have brought your life into agreement with God about the way you are currently living. Let me say that again. You have brought your life into agreement with God concerning the way you are currently living. So, so I guess the question goes out to all of us here this morning. Is the way we're living our life in agreement with the way God would have us hmm. to live our lives? So, so to the very best of your knowledge and your ability, have you aligned your will with God's will? So as far as you know, if you are walking in Christ, there's nothing that's hindering your fellowship with Him. God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If, if, if we walk in the light, if our, if our life is in alignment with Him because He's light, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, what does it say? We have fellowship. Hmm. Fellowship not only with God, but also fellowship with each other. So what puts us out of fellowship with God and puts us out of fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ not walking in the light or not arranging our lives uh, and aligning our lives with God's will? Uh, if sin does creep into our lives, and is hindering our relationship with God, we can deal with that quickly. 
I thank the Lord for that. We can confess, we can repent, and we can then realign, right, our lives again with his will. Just as you would, just as you would do with a friend who you've fallen out of sorts with, okay? You quickly realign yourselves with each other. So to walk with God means that you have purposed. I'm going to say it again. You have purposed to align your will with his will. And I guess we could even take it this further. We are living what Paul called the crucified life, where self-will has been crucified. Not my will, but thine be done. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, Paul said. So when the Bible speaks of walking, it's talking about our lifestyle. It's talking about the way that we live. The Bible has made it very clear. We can walk in the ways of the world or we can walk in the ways of the Lord. So we always have that choice. So again, to the best of your knowledge, are you right now, all all of you that are listening to this uh, broadcast, are you fully surrendered to Jesus Christ? Now, when did your surrender take place? I was thinking about this. Mm. You know, it took place in my life and in your life, if you're a believer, the very moment you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Think about this. Mm. In order to be saved, you had to recognize that there was nothing you could do to save yourself and you had to surrender to that truth. Amen. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. So you surrendered to that truth. You fully put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ who bore our sin in his body upon the tree and took the penalty for sin that we deserved. You surrendered to that. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, you surrendered to that and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So think about that. Isn't it ironic that we surrendered to him in salvation and yet we hold back areas of our life in which we want to have control over? Yeah. One thing we're learning from this coronavirus, we're not in control, it is. And you hear that being said over and over and over again. Listen, let's... And one of the things we we gave the definition of in yielding was that uh, you, you, you surrender to another person's will or their demands. I want you to understand, God doesn't demand you to surrender to him. He gives you the choice. Mm. Many times those in authority demand our obedience. But Christ requests it of us. So if he's our Savior, don't you think he also ought to be our Lord and that we should recognize him as Lord in every area of our lives? You call me Master and Lord, and you do well, for so I am. Yet many Christians, and I include myself in this, Many Christians resist full surrender because they think it's too difficult, I can't do it, or it's too costly, or it's too demanding. Hmm. I'll say that again. It's too difficult to surrender. It's too costly. It's going to cost me something, and it's too demanding. Let me tell you, that is one of the greatest deceptions of Satan that has ever been perpetrated upon Christ's church. Hmm. Satan will do his best to convince you that surrender to the will of God is too difficult, too costly, and uh, 
It'll cause too much demand and sacrifice. It will rob you of your fulfillment and joy in life. Nothing could be farther from the truth. We need to cast down those imaginations. Uh, Jesus said to the Pharisees in John 8, 44, You have your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. He has perpetrated that lie upon us. It's too costly to follow Christ. Too many demands. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9 says that great dragon, the devil, was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He may have deceived the whole world in this area, but he does not have to deceive us believers. Surrender is the way to victory. It is not the way to defeat. So yielding, yielding to God, it's not like yielding to a person. Um, we are instructed in Scripture that we're to obey every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake unless that goes contrary to the will of God. Then we obey God rather than man. Yeah. But human authority, human authority doesn't always seek our best interest. Yes, we're to submit to human authority, but they, I'm going to say it again, they don't always seek our best interest. Sometimes human authority demands our submission for their own profit. But that's not the case with God. God doesn't demand our submission, first of all. He requested, and the reason he requested is for our good. He always is seeking our best interest. And that is what is in his mind when he asks us to surrender to him. Luke chapter 11, verse 27 through verse 28, it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and the breast which thou hast sucked. But he said, Yea, brother, blessed are they that hear the word of God, and keep it. So the reason the Lord asks us to surrender to his will and to his word is because he wants his fullest blessing to come in upon our lives. So total, total surrender is exactly what God wants for our benefit. And that's what he expects because it's our reasonable service because we've been bought with a price. Amen. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are the Lord's. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 through verse 15. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Why do we surrender? Because of the great love wherewith he loved us. Because we lost a judge that if one died, then we're all dead. We were all dead in our trespass and sin. And that he died for all, listen, he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Full surrender is God's perfect will and plan for your life. You know who our example is? It's Jesus. Amen. He has left us an example that we should follow <clears throat> in his steps. Remember as he came down out of the Mount of Olives, or while he was up there in the Mount of Olives, his disciples were sleeping, and he was praying just prior to his death. He said, not my will, but thine 
be done. Listen, it's not always easy to surrender. It's not. Do you think it was easy for Christ to surrender to the cross? It was not easy for him to do it. But full, full surrender requires great faith on your part and great faith on my heart, on my part, uh, to believe that God will bless our surrender. Again, in the military sense, it means defeat. But in the Christian sense, it means victory. Surrender also requires that you ask the Lord, search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there's any area of my life in which I have not surrendered. As the Holy Spirit brings something to your mind, and you know what? He probably has already brought something to your mind right now that I didn't even touch on. I haven't touched on specifics. But I'm sure, as the Holy Spirit does, He has brought things to your mind. What, what you need to do is don't hold back. Surrender that. Relinquish that to Him. And turn it over. And uh, you can experience that closeness and that fellowship with God. Uh, so once we have trusted Christ as our Lord and Savior, as you have therefore received Him, so walk ye in Him. Leviticus 20, verse 26, And ye shall be holy unto me, for I the Lord am holy. I have separated, severed you from other people that ye should be mine. We belong to Him. For whether we live, we live as unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die as unto the Lord. Whether we therefore die, live or die, we are the Lord's. So I just have a few questions here that I jotted down for you. What is holding you back from fully surrendering to Jesus Christ? Are you afraid to surrender? Do you think it'll cost you too much? Or do you see it as too difficult? What do you think you would lose if you surrendered? What do you think you might gain if you surrender? Which one has eternal ramifications? Either surrendering or holding back. The hymn that we often sing in church, I'll go with him, with him all the way. I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. Take thy cross and follow me. Are you willing this morning to surrender everything to the Lord? Mm. If you're here today and you have never taken that first step of surrender, by trusting Him and Him alone as your Lord and personal Savior, why don't you just confess your sin, repent of those, and ask Him to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. He loves you. He died on the cross. He bore the penalty of your sin, and He's waiting right now for you to invite Him in. Would you surrender to Him today? Amen. If you have accepted Christ as your Savior, <clears throat> let's continue that on throughout our Christian experience, and let's relinquish those things back to the Lord um, that we have held back. Fr um, uh, next, uh, what is today? This is Wednesday. Wednesday. 
lose track by not going to church. I, I found Me out too. that I keep track of the week by when I go to church. Me too. Me too. Um, but Friday, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this issue again because it's so, so very important to the Christian life. Mm. So Ben, what do you want to add to this today? Um, I think a lot of times as Christians, we like to focus on the grace and mercy of God, which is incredible, which saved us from our sin. But a lot of times we don't really like to think a lot about the sanctification side of salvation. And that's what this is. And sanctification is where when, I mean, you cannot have a holy, righteous God come live on the inside of you and there not start to be a change in your life. And, um, you know, we like to, I know me personally, I just like to focus, you know, the grace, the mercy of God, all of those, but yet Christ. God calls us to be sanctified and to be set apart, to be separate from the world. And oftentimes in my devotions mm -hmm. in the morning, God, God reveals to me areas that I'm not sanctified in and that mm -hmm. I'm not walking with him in, or maybe something that I had done the day before that, you know, as I'm reading God's word, as I'm praying that God says, you know, that was, that was wrong. You shouldn't, that, that's not something that is pleasing to me. And, um, you know, and I think that even continues to change over time. Something that didn't bother me a year ago may bother me today. And, um, that's cool. And, uh, but I, there's also things, and I know this sounds kind of crazy that used to bother me that don't bother me. And I know that sounds weird, but, uh, I think Paul addresses some of that. And I think that's a maturing, mm -hmm. um, some things that I might've been judgmental against people for. And then as I grow in the Lord, I realize that's not a big deal. And obviously, we're not saying specifics here, um, but I think that's sanctification, growing. Things that did bother you, sometimes that's a weak conscience. And then as you grow in the Lord, you have more grace and patience with people, and it doesn't bother you as much. And then things that didn't bother you, I think you grow in that conviction that, well, this is not something I should be involved with. But... It is the reality of the Christian life. We are called to be sanctified and set apart. And of course, we said sanctification is not that you'll ever become sinless. But as you grow in Christ week by week, day by day, year by year, you should be able, if you are saved and you know Jesus Christ is your own personal Savior, you should be able to look at least one year ago and see today, I'm definitely closer to the Lord. I'm definitely... I don't sin to the extent that I did a year ago. That's growing in sanctification. And, I, and I, it's something that... It's a process. It's a process for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, you ask somebody that's in their 90s, you know, and they'll say, hey, I have so many issues. Somebody that walks with God in their 90s would say, I have so many issues and problems that I need to resolve in my life. And, you know, 90 years old, yet they're still going to the altar and when an invitation is given to get things right and to get sin out of their lives. but um. I think you all know that we have been in the process of moving from one home to the other. <clears throat> and literally, we have thrown away dumpster after dumpster after dumpster of stuff. It's amazing how much stuff we have collected over the years. And you, and you know, when you think of surrender, it's like cleaning out your house. Mm. You just throw it away. Yeah, it's good. And uh, just think of all the things in your life that you just need to throw away. Mm. You don't need them. They don't need to be there. You just need to discard them. Mm. Uh, here's a verse I had jotted down. I want to leave with you. Daniel 9, 9. To the Lord our God belongs mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Mm. 
Think of all the times that we have rebelled against the Lord, and yet His mercy and forgiveness is always there. Amen. I think all the, to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I think the time the Lord reveals the most things in my life is during my Bible reading, but even more specifically my prayer time, when I'm just quiet and I'm meditating and I'm praying, and then the Lord, my, my mind starts to just reminisce on things, maybe the previous day, maybe things go on in my life, and I really believe in my prayer time is probably the biggest time God reveals issues in my own personal life. So one of the importance of having our time alone with the Lord. Well, now that, uh, you know, we have time on our hand, we're all locked up in our homes. What a, what a great, great opportunity we have to really start thinking through this whole Amen. process of, uh, of surrender. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me, someone. <clears throat> well, I'm done. I don't know if you have all right. anything else. Yep, we've got a few announcements right before we leave. Thank you so much. If you've stuck with us this long, you are a trooper. Yeah, <laughs> let us. dedication. Let 26 let, minutes. Let us know uh, if these devotions have been a blessing to you. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe some of the things you would like us to um, to tackle during this devotional time. Yeah. A um, couple announcements. Number one, first off, uh, thank you for everybody that's joining us right now. I can't see who, exactly who's on. Facebook keeps changing things on the back end. And um, so right now it only tells me how many people are on. I can't see any names or anything. So... I love to give shout outs to all those that are watching, but I can't see any comments or any names or anything right 2, now. 2,641 people online? That's oh, that's the time. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, wow, um, there's a lot of people watching. So, hey, <clears throat> big announcement. And of course, we just, this is all last minute. We just decided to do this Sunday afternoon is when we were flushing this out, but we're going to try to do an Easter service. Do you want to say anything about the Easter service we have coming up this Sunday? It's not a we, it's a him. <laughs> it was all, what's going on is all his idea. Yeah. And Alyssa's. And Alyssa's. So do you want to tell him what it's going well, to be? Well, we're going to be doing a uh, broadcasting from our home. We have a lot of special music uh, that we're going to be singing interspersed with the uh, Easter story, and then a short message at the end because uh, it's all about the gospel, Amen. right? The Easter story is the gospel. <laughs> Someone's playing with the cord. I know. It's my, my kids are outside the door. <laughs> Just wanting to come in. The cord's moving back and forth. Literally looking underneath the door. So, <laughs> um, so, so join us on Sunday. Get the word out. Yeah, so 11, uh, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. We put out a, a short video announcement. Uh, some of you have seen that already. That is, that is really our digital uh, invitation to be able to invite people to join us for this. So just like you would hand somebody a personal invitation, send this video, share it, get it out there, and uh, the gospel is going to go forth. Uh, Easter is one of the most significant days for us as Christians. It is the resurrection day. It, it, it's obviously, you know, the birth of Christ is important, but without the resurrection, that's what proved that's, Jesus was who he said he it was. It is the cornerstone of our faith. Without the resurrection, our faith is in vain and we're yet in our sins. So, Amen. Yeah. So it is the most significant day for us as Christians. It is a great day to get the gospel out. So that's Easter this Sunday, um, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Make sure you're out there letting people know about it in any way that we can. See you back here tonight, too, at 7 o'clock. Ben's going to have the lesson tonight. Yep, going to be preaching tonight, and um, 
so that's at 7. Rachel's got her lessons on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. Her second um, lesson came out last night. So if you haven't had a chance to see that, get on there. And of course, you can go back. And then the Russells are going to have a special um, uh, lesson for us this Sunday night oh, wow. at 6 p.m. Cool. So we're looking forward to the Russells and what they have for us here tonight. So that's all the announcements I have. Be in prayer for this Easter service. I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of work. Um, we've never done anything like this before. I was telling my wife last night, I'm a little nervous because I've just never done it. So we, well, we had some uh, people at our church, our church at our house. Last, where's church anymore? Yeah. Uh, at our house last night, and uh, they were working on the special music, and it was, I mean, awesome. Praise the Lord. Awesome. So there's going to be just a lot of uh, taping it, editing it, just a lot that we've never done, and just praying that this all turns out and uh, we don't have a choice we're committed now we've already got the word out there so just pray that it all comes together and uh, we, we would really appreciate it so anyways that's all I got I love you let's pray Heavenly Father thank you for what we've heard today thank you for your word thank you for the challenge that you've set before us uh, not your demand but your request that we yield and surrender ourselves to you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, guys. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.